We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Brent Aiken. And uh, tonight's episode will be another music review. I am going to be reviewing 21 Pilots' newest album titled Scaled and Icy. Now, this is their sixth studio album, and it was uh, released earlier today. Um, And it is a follow-up to their 2018 album, uh, Trench. And um, it's basically following the same story that that album, as well as the album that preceded it, Blurry Face did. And um and for those of you who some some of you may remember uh I actually did review 21 Pilots previous album Trench on my podcast uh back in season 1 uh I actually did review that album. Um and I did discuss some of the lore and uh the world building that that 21 Pilots have set up with their music um and you know with their music videos and their albums. But uh if you haven't just in case you haven't heard or just in case you didn't listen to that um episode uh where I reviewed it I will basically just give you a brief synopsis of like the backstory that like I said they've established so okay so the story uh that they've you know been building throughout their last few albums started with their fourth album 2015's uh blurry face and uh and it was there that Tyler Tyler Joseph uh, the lead singer and uh and guitarist pianist all that and uh Josh Dunn the drummer uh it was there where they started uh telling a story with their album their albums and uh in fact the the name of Blurry Face uh, or the the name of the album Blurry Face uh is actually a character that we well quote unquote meet in the album. Uh, he's referred to a few times in the album and anytime in any of the songs on the album, anytime that there is a low pitched, uh, voice, it's Tyler singing, you know, just with his voice pitched down like really low, but it's supposed to be a uh, blurry face and blurry face, uh, basically just represents all of tire, uh, tire, <laughs> sorry, all of Tyler's, uh, insecurities and anxieties, uh, you know, with himself, uh, with the music industry and just, just, you know, everything in general, you know, and anything that makes him anxious or insecure, that's what, that's, uh, basically blurry face, like a physical manifestation of his anxieties and insecurities. And, um, and, uh, and in the music videos for that era, um, what, whenever like uh there was a music video that they released for blurry face when the album came out uh he would have uh black paint on his hands and neck and that was supposed to uh symbolize the you know him like choking like like the the black paint around his throat and and neck were, were supposed to symbolize was supposed to symbolize uh like him choking like choking up uh like while trying to sing and kind of being insecure about his voice and what other people might think of it, and his hands were and the black paint on his hands were supposed to symbolize, like, make like him worrying that he's gonna make things worse or create something that people won't like, like you know how you create things with your hands, 
so, you know, so that, so that's, um, where that comes from. But anyway, so, so yeah, they, they set it up in blurry face and then in trench, they added a shit ton more <laughs> lore and depth to the world they 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 created. But basically in trench, they, uh, the, the, it's, it's a concept album too. And, in, and more so than blurry face. Uh, but in trench, uh, uh, when that album came out, basically the story of it is uh, we find out that Blurry Face is actually a bishop named Nicholas Borbaki, who uh, or Nico for short, and uh, he, along with his eight other bi- bishop friends, uh, collectively known as Nico and the Niners, they rule over this city called Dima, which is like a which is a fictional kingdom that that uh, is in the is in the mountains, like somewhere far in the mountains. And uh, Tyler and Josh are basically leading this uh, rebellious group of um, people that reside in the town. Uh, they and they call themselves the Banditos. And basically, because they don't agree with the bishops' like authoritarian rule, like the 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 rule the iron fist that they rule the city with, they don't they don't agree with like anything that they that uh, the bishops, you know. Um, have set up like they don't agree with the way they're running the city. They don't agree with their uh, ideas or beliefs or anything. So the banditos, again led by Tyler and Josh, are try are constantly trying to escape the city, and uh, only for them to immediately be dragged back <laughs> by the by Nico and the Niners by by the bishops, and um, and also it's it's I mean it's also because in the music videos we do actually see. Dima and we do see the banditos and the bishops fighting and and trying to leave and the banditos trying to leave the city only to fail each and every time but uh, but it's also what I think is cool is that it's it's literal but it's also a, a a metaphor for leaving depression and leaving suicidal thoughts behind and the banditos are like the the people who like the banditos are the people who share in a person who have the same things in common uh with someone who's depressed, you know, I mean, like, it's basically like, uh, Tyler and Josh saying, Hey, like you guys, for all of our friend, all of our, uh, fans who are depressed, you know, we recognize that. And, you know, we, we make this music so that you guys can try to feel better and relate and, and stay alive. Cause that, I mean, that's their message, you know, stay alive, stay strong, pass on these songs. And you'd see that it's, well, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what it is. You'll see it on their Instagram account and probably their Twitter account. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of their whole goal is just to like, kind of like keep people alive through their music. Even if their music does sound depressing, it's supposed to be because it's, oh, it's relatable to anyone who is struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts and tendencies. So, um, so I thought, I think that's really cool. But anyway, so yeah, to sum up, so like I said, they, they've set up, uh, this, they, they sort of, uh, set up the basics in blurry face. They set up the, the villain blurry face in blurry face. Uh, and then they continued to really, they did most of the world building or a lot of it in trench they continued it in trench. And now we have scaled and icy, which is, um, uh, which is their next album. And it's the third album that's you know, t- uh, telling the story. And basically this album is supposed to represent, uh, basically Tyler and Josh have been, at least from 
the theories I've read from other people and from what I've seen from the music videos they've released uh, is that basically Tyler and Josh have been kidnapped and the banditos, most of them have probably been kidnapped as well. And the bishops have, but not only that, the bishops have uh, separated Tyler and Josh from each other. And one of the bishops, presumably the head bishop, Nico, is disguised as Josh. And uh, he is basically, um, he's basically, uh, well, they're basically trying to get Tyler to spew their propaganda. Like, that's what the, the album is supposed to be. It's supposed to be propaganda from the city of Dima. And it's the bishops are trying to basically force Tyler to, you know, to sing, to sing songs that sound like it's from them, but it's not. It's written by the bishops, you know, but it's like the, the, they believe, the bishops believe that if uh, the banditos see Tyler and not Josh, I mean, it looks like Josh, but like I said, it's one of the bishops, uh, probably Nico, but if they see Tyler and not Josh uh, singing and dancing uh, happily in Dima, then they'll think, oh, the Dima's not so bad, or maybe we were wrong about them. If Tyler and Josh are, you know, if they're singing along and, 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 you know, and making music and, you know, it looks like they're telling us it's okay, you know, so maybe we should just go back to the, to the city, you know, but, you know, th- they know, but Tyler and Josh and probably the other banditos know that they're smarter than that. They're not going to go back because they're, they're not so easily fooled. They know, that uh, they know that the city's no good, uh, but but like I said, it's it the the music is like uh, the the lyrics and the um and the way Tyler's singing and everything. It sounds like it's trying to uh, set up a false sense of security or like like and serenity. Like it, it's like trying to sound happier than it is. Like it, like it sounds happy. But then again, once you like listen to the lyrics and sometimes even listen in the background, you can hear Tyler screaming the lo- the vocals. Um, you realize that really quickly that oh yeah, so they didn't escape the city. This is Tyler and Josh being forced to sing this, spew this propaganda by Dima, in hopes of getting the banditos to come back, you know, uh, and and stay, and. Um, but but see but that's what De- that's what the bishops wanted they wanted the album to sound i mean like within the lore you know they want they wanted the album to sound uh happy and upbeat which is why it's and that's what a lot of people were complaining about too or what i've i've seen a lot of people complaining about is the fact that this album it, they've been saying oh it's a huge departure from their last album trench and even blurry face and you know and it's like well I mean, it might be a, a little bit of a, of a departure, but it's still continuing the story that they've established with the previous two albums, you know? Like, it's it's not... I mean, just because it sounds happier... Well, one, like I said, there's a reason why it sounds happier. It's because the bishops in the city want the, the banditos to see that everything's okay. So they think, oh, well, if the music's happy and upbeat, then they're going to probably stop trying to escape all the time and, and just come back and live in the city, <laughs> live under our rule, you know, like they're supposed to, or like we want them to, you know, but also it's because Tyler, I mean, like he, he's in a better place and Josh too, but mostly Tyler, but he's in a better place, like mentally, like, I mean, he's happily married. He's got a kid now. Um, 
and uh and and Josh his best friend you know the drummer he you know he's married too uh you know they're both living arguably probably their best lives I mean right now you know so of course the music is probably going to reflect how the two are feeling at this moment and like I said right now they're they're doing fine you know but um uh but yeah with with that out of the way now that I've uh, set up the <laughs> the lore and 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 what the album's about um oh yeah wait actually let me also reference let me also uh really quickly talk about the album cover because I love the album cover okay so there there's like so it's so weird uh okay first of all the title if you think if you look at the album cover and read and you know read the title it's it it has like three different meanings first of all the first meaning is that tyler expressed that the alb- the the phrase scaled and icy or the name scaled and icy was a play on the phrase scaled back and isolated which he believed uh was how the music industry which is how he felt the music industry was during the pandemic over this you know this this past year is how he felt that the music industry was because, you know, people weren't, I mean, people were still making music, but you know, there weren't any concerts. No one, no one was really going to like concerts and, and there weren't any tours going on. So, so it was kind of, you know, like I said, scaled back and isolated, but also if you, the, but scaled and icy also refers to the dragon on the cover because dragons have scales and the dragon is blue like ice, like when you think cold, you think blue, white, and the dragon is blue and white, you know, so, uh, so that that's the second meaning. The third meaning is if you look in the upper right corner of the album above the dragon, you'll see that there's a little oval in the mid, and then in the middle of the oval, there's a sigh, which if you, uh, put, put the album by its, ac- if you take the first letter of each word in the album, uh, scaled and icy, if you take the S-A-I, that spells sigh. And a sai is a Japanese uh, weapon. It's like a, it's like it's like a a knife with two tongs on the side. Like it's like a three tonged uh, weapon, and that's what is pictured in the upper right corner. And also the final <laughs> reference, or at least of what I've figured out, is if you it's uh, scaled and icy is an anagram. If you switch if you switch around the letters in each uh, in the word, I mean in the name, you'll get uh, the phrase Clancy is dead. And Tyler was sort of playing a character called Clancy in Trench. And, uh, and because this is, like I said, supposed to be Dima propaganda, of course they wouldn't want uh, everyone to think Tyler is dead because, I mean, or of course, that, like they'd want to secretly think, or ever, they'd want everyone to secretly think that Tyler is dead because, I mean, that Clancy is dead, sorry, because they, you know, want to you know, because they're like, oh, he's dead, their leader is dead, you know, uh, whether it's, I mean, not, not that he's physically dead, but like, the fact that he is no longer leading you guys, the fact that we've captured him, and he's now spewing our propaganda, you know, maybe you guys will come to your senses and come back to the city, you know, uh, because he's telling you, hey, it's fine, come back, you know, um, so anyway, and, and also, I do love the album cover, because, uh, not only does the music, not only, like I said, is the music upbeat and happy, but the, um, but the album cover, the colors on it pop really, they're very vibrant and bright. It reflects 
how the album sounds. It reflects how the album sounds. Uh, because there's a lot of blue. It's ma- it's mainly blue and pink. There's a little bit of white on the dragon, uh, mostly on on its spine, on the, or like on the back, uh, in the center of his back, and uh, the claws on him. But uh, it's mostly blue and pink, the album. And I love that uh, color scheme. And, and there's a little bit of yellow. Uh, he's breathing fire out of his nose and mouth, you can see. But yeah, mostly those two colors. And uh, I think that's cool because each era specifically from, like I said, starting with Blurry Face, has had their own signet, sig, a signature color scheme. Uh, like, for example, Blurry Face was like black, white, and red. Um, or black and red with a, uh, with a little bit of white. And then Trench was mostly yellow with a little bit of black. And now we have Skeldon Icy, which is, you know, the complete opposite almost, with blue and pink and a little bit of yellow. So... Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, so, and I love the way the dragon looks too, because it looks like something you'd see spray painted on, like a, uh, it looks like something someone graffitied on the side of, like, an old school bus or a train, you know, like a freight train or something, or under a bridge, you know, it just, it looks so, you know, like, it looks so detailed, I mean, it looks detailed, but not too, too detailed, you know, like, it looks like something someone would have graffitied you know, on a, on an old bridge or something, but I just, I love it. So anyway, with that out of the way, uh, let's get into the songs. Okay. So there's 11 songs. Uh, so yeah, this is their shortest album yet. Uh, I mean, not only in terms of how many songs are on the album, but also, uh, the runtime of the album. The album is just a little bit over 37 minutes. It's like, well, it's almost 38 minutes. It's like 37 minutes and 45 seconds, roughly. So, uh, but, you know, just because it's short doesn't mean it's not good, so, uh, but yeah, so the first song is, uh, Good Day, and, uh, this one right off the bat, it, it really lets you, it really does put you in a good mood, like, it really, you really do feel, um, you really do feel, uh, happy listening to it, and it kind of reminds me of something that, like, the Beatles would have released, because it's, uh, or maybe Electric Light Orchestra, you know that song, Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra, it sounds something very, very, like, again, very poppy, very upbeat and happy, uh, a little bit of piano in there, and it ju- it just sounds, you know, it just sounds feel good, you know, <laughs> and again, it, it, since the album is supposed to sound poppy and upbeat and happy, it's, like, it's, it's a, just a perfect way to start it off, and, um, and and it's and it's like I said a very interesting uh it's a very it's like completely different than how uh other first tracks on their other albums sound because usually they're like very heavy and well not loud but very heavy and you know just like not depressing but like I don't know it's kind of hard to describe but it there I don't know it's it's not it's it's the opposite of those and basically um the song like uh when you first listen to it it sounds like i said it sounds great i mean it sounds like you know it's it's putting you in a good mood but when you actually <laughs> think when you actually like listen and pay attention to the lyrics you're realizing that uh tyler is singing about losing his wife and child and being sued by one of his friends and and then he, but he keeps saying that, oh, it's a good day, everything's fine, because he's in denial, and uh, and he actually, it was actually uh, based on a thought experiment that he had, 
where he wondered how he'd react if he did lose everyone he loved. Uh, mostly his wife and daughter, you know. But, um, and, but so his reaction throughout the song, it's, you know, he's basically going through denial and shock, which are, which is the first, which is, are the first stages of grief, you know. And, um, and yeah, like I said, despite what's happened, he's just like, oh yeah, everything's great, you know. But yeah, so the, the piano riff in the beginning is great. Uh, and you know, and it builds in sound as the song, you know, progresses and it, um, you know, it's just, it's a very pleasant listen. And, uh, I love the birds in the back. You can hear like birds chirping in the background too. And (laughs) it just sounds like something you'd hear in like a montage for a movie. Like after, uh, after, after like the guy one or after the, after a guy just got like his first date or just, you know, just like after a guy asked out his crush and she said, yes, it sounds like something like you'd hear like as he's walking down the street or the sidewalk, like, yes, you know, it's a good day, you know, but, um, and yeah. And like I said, it's very reminiscent. Like I said, it kind of, it was reminiscent of the Beatles, at least to me, it sounds, it, it, to me, it gives off, uh, here comes the sun vibes, which is, you know, arguably one of their like most uplifting songs, (laughs) uh, but yeah, so so great opening song. Uh, next we have Choker, which is the uh, is the second song off the album to get a music video, and uh, but it starts off with a despairing tone as Tyler basically takes on the mindset of a narrator, lamenting his inability to be there for the people in his life due to choking from his fears, uh, and he keeps saying, and it, you know as the song progresses, he uh, he experiences growth in character and he ends on a positive note where he begins to look at his future with a hopeful attitude. And, um, you know, like, like in the, in the line, uh, I was born a, I know it's over. I was born a choker. Nobody's coming for me like that. That's repeated throughout. But at the, but the, at the end, uh, when the, when he kicks in the little, uh, poetic rap at the end, uh, it's like I said, it, it, uh, it ends on a more hopeful note, you know? And, um, and it's very reminiscent of some of their older songs, like the, uh, like Addict with a Pin from their self-titled debut album, because uh, it's, it's got a, sl- a slower tempo, a bright sound, and, uh, and like I said, the rap at the end, like the, the way Tyler's rapping is very reminiscent of, of that, uh, of not just that song, but of songs from that first album and their second album, Regional at Best. Um, just the way he's rapping sounds similar to those raps on those songs. Um, but yeah, so yeah, and the, and the music video, uh, like the drums are great. They kind of, the, the production on them sounds a little bit raw, but I believe that was intentional, um, to again, like indicate, oh, something's wrong. This is propaganda, you know? Um, but it still sounds great. And, and again, Josh's drumming is great. Um, he's a great drummer. Love him. Uh, and, um, but yeah, so the the music video for it, um, we see Tyler going into a toy store and Josh not really like, like Tyler's like nodding like, hey, what's up? And Josh isn't really giving him the time of day. He just looks at him and then just keeps, you know, looks back down at his book. But anyway, so throughout the, um, the, uh, throughout the music video, Tyler keeps staring at this dragon, this little plastic tiny dragon, which is the same dragon that's on the cover of the album. And he's like, oh man, I kind of want that. And, um, 
and we don't really know why, but uh, but eventually he ends up taking the dragon, and Josh chases him down with a net gun, and dra- <laughs> and drags him back to the toy store, and shoots a beam of lightning, or not, a, or like a blue ball of light from his mouth and eyes at Tyler, and turns him into a bobblehead, and puts him on display right next to the dragon, and he also turns his dog into uh, into a little toy as well. But uh, but yeah, it's, and again, this is this goes back to me saying that oh, Josh is actually a bishop in disguise because one, if it was the real Josh, he would be acknowledging Tyler as he came into the toy store, and he'd be like, "Oh hey, dude, what's up?" Because you know, like in Blur, well, if you've seen the music video for Stressed Out on Blurry Face, you know they, they you could kind of sense the camaraderie between them, like they have a really solid friendship, and so much so that they even have their own handshake, like that the song literally stops. Uh, to sh- for them to demonstrate th- their handshake, which is like a fifteen, you know, second overly complicated handshake. But, uh, but yeah. So, so there's that, and the fact that he turned one his own dog, and two his best friend into a lifeless toy and a lifeless bobblehead is strange. But what's even stranger is the fact that if he turned the dog, if he turned his dog Jim and Tyler into toys, that means he would have had to turn the dragon into a toy, which means that the dragon was alive at some point, which uh, brings me into the next song, Shy Away, which, again, was their first single, the lead single from this album, and this, and uh, yet another music video, and yet another one of the songs that had a music video to it. So, uh, basically, the song is based on a conversation that Tyler had with his younger brother, where he walked him through the creative process or his creative process for writing the song. Um, and it, it eventually turned into a letter of advice for his brother, encouraging him to pursue, you know, his dreams in the music industry, never give up, you know, because he's like, you know, he's like, Hey, you'll get where I got eventually. Hopefully if you, if you keep at it, you'll, you'll make it little bro, you know? And, uh, Tyler, he didn't specify which brother he was referring to in his interview, but, uh, it's likely he was speaking about uh, Jay, his brother Jay. Um, since Jay dropped his first solo music, Drywall, uh, a month prior to um, them releasing Shy Away. So. Um, so, so yeah, this song's great. It's, uh, and, and I think it was a great uh, single to, to release first. It was a great song to release first uh, for everyone to hear because it sounds... Like I said, so different than um, uh, than the than what came before it with Trench. Um, it sounds like very '80s synth pop. You know, it's it's like an '80s synth pop song, and uh, it's got a very catchy chorus. And uh, there's a great there's a great little guitar riff in there. I mean, and the and the guitar throughout the song is great. But there's a specifically there's like this little break in in the song, and there's this really great guitar riff. Um, and uh, it's just it's very catchy and uplifting and and bittersweet or not bittersweet uh, inspiring um, because it's basically saying like even taking out the fact that Tyler wrote it for his brother the it the song is also basically saying hey don't shy away from people don't don't you know there's a line like manifest a ceiling uh, manifest a ceiling when you shy away like you kind of like just shut yourself off from the outside world you know cover yourself up, you know, and like build a metaphorical house <laughs> around yourself, you know, like, like shut yourself in your room and, and cut yourself off from the outside world. Don't do that. Don't cut yourself off 
from anyone or anything, especially when and if they try to help you and if they love you, you know, let, 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 let people into your life, you know? And, uh, and yeah, it's great. But yeah, and it's, and there's a, there's a reference to Vessel on there where we see multiple Tylers and Josh, in the music video, uh, we see multiple Tylers and Josh's, uh, wearing, like playing their instruments and wearing these blue hoodies or these blue like ski masks with the eyes and mouth holes cut open. And that's very reminiscent of their, of the song car radio, which was on their album, uh, vessel, uh, which I thought was a kind of a nice, uh, callback to, to that. Uh, and then also, yeah, like I said, there's, there's a bunch of very bright neon lights and Tyler, Tyler's dancing and Josh is dancing too. And, and, and we see, we see the dragon. And by the way, that dragon's name is trash because, uh, the dragon is supposed to represent creativity, freedom, and imagination, which, like I said, seen as how Dima is an authoritarian, has, you know, rules their city with an iron fist, of course, anything that represented creativity and imagination and freedom would be garbage. So, you know, the name is appropriate. <laughs> so the fact that, yeah, his name is Trash the Dragon is like, it's very fitting. So, but yeah, so we see Trash the Dragon flying around and, uh, during all this and, um, and and I love it too because again, like I said, uh, Tyler, right, right before the song starts, he looks back at Josh, and he he looks very disinterested. I mean, well, Tyler does. Like he looks kind of on edge. He looks very nervous and and kind of bored too, and kind of like like he really just doesn't want to be there. But like I said, because he's been captured by the by the bishops and the fact that Josh is a bishop too. He's like, Oh, well, I guess I, I guess I have to do this. So I got, I got no choice, (laughs) but, uh, but so yeah, it's, it's another great song. And I'm glad this was the first single they released because it's, I, it might be my favorite on the album. I don't know. There uh, again, there's not a song I don't like on the album, but it's just, it's great. Uh, so the next song, uh, track four, uh, the outside is another great song. It's very catchy. And, um, there's not, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say, there's not a whole lot I can say about it, but it's, um, it's just very, it's very upbeat. It sounds very seventies, eighties esque again, going again, similar in vain to shy away. Uh, but a little, a little slower than shy away. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got a very nice groove to it. Uh, I love the lyrics, especially the chorus. And, uh, and there's another, and again, like with Choker, there's, uh, another Tyler rap verse in here. Uh, the bridge is, uh, actually, I think he, there's two. Let me see. Um, well, okay, yeah, the out, he, uh, on, in the outro of the song, the bridge and the outro is where he, uh, raps. Um, and, and I love the, I love the raps also in, uh, not Choker because, like I said, Choker was reminiscent of their earlier uh, two, al- their first two albums, like uh, in terms of like his flow and style. But like uh, specifically this song and like the last two songs, his flow is very unique. It's it's something we haven't really heard from Tyler before. And in my opinion, I was getting like John Bellion vibes from um, from Tyler's flow, uh, and. And even some, and, and even in the last song, like uh, the beat was very reminiscent of something you'd hear from John Bellion. So, uh, at least to me, like that's how I felt. Uh, but but again, like I said, it's it's reminiscent 
like, it may, and it may have been influenced by John Billion, or at least that's, it, it may have been, but that's how I interpret it. That's how I feel about how it sounds, but it still sounds great. It's not, I'm not saying like, he's like, it's like a knock on John Billion. It's not like he's like ripping his style off or anything. Um, because, because he's not, and I don't think he is, but, uh, but I, yeah, I love, I love like, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the, the rhymes and the flow of the, the raps in here and, and, uh, and even just the regular chorus and, and the first verse are great with just, like I said, how groovy and funky it sounds. And like I said, how it really does kind of sound like a seventies, eighties pop song. Um, but yeah, not, not much to say about this one. It's another great one. So, uh, next track Saturday, which is, um, basically about, it's the third single released from the album and it's basically, you know, typical kind of song you'd put on at a party or that you'd hear in like a clothing store (laughs) during the summer where it's basically just talking about, oh yeah, I I can't wait for Saturday because the rest of the week is boring. You know, Saturday is going to be where we, you know, raise the roof and paint the town, which actually says we paint the town in the song. Um, and, uh, and also it, it, the lines kind of, uh, insinuate a calm before the storm impending on Sunday because in one of in one of uh twenty one pilot songs migraine back on vessel there's a line where he says thank god it's friday cuz fridays will always be better than sundays cuz sundays are my suicide days and like i said of course he's gotten way better since then but he may still feel dreary and and you know a sense of dread on sundays so it's like oh yeah saturday um is the perfect day because we have the whole day off and we don't have to we're not constantly worried about the fact that, oh, the next day's Monday. Because, you know, everyone has that thought on Sunday, that impending thought of, oh, shit, tomorrow's Monday. And then, <laughs> you know, even even though we have that whole day, the whole day Sunday off, um, we still think, oh, yeah, Monday. Crap. You know, like it's still the week's coming up, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so it's just it's very catchy and it's very it, it sounds like uh a very a, like a very disco song almost like it sounds like something again like very 80s uh but especially dis like not not just 80s but like disco 80s well no well 70s yeah, but like very you know mid 70s maybe early 80s and uh it's just it has a very nice vibe and, and a very summery feel and uh to it like a very like a very nice uh crank the song with the window and and drive in your car with the windows down feel and and vibe you know um oh and also i love there's two things uh i i really love too uh, well besides the lyrics and and the song but like two things that really stand out i'm like oh this is cool uh there's this uh the, towards the end uh when he says might get loud on friday there's the the beat and the music stops like for like ha- like half a second before he says on Friday and you're thinking, well, that's weird. And again, that might be also to indicate that things aren't normal and because they're not because, um, cause demons controlling them. Uh, so it might be like to get the banditos attention, like, oh yeah, this thing, this isn't right. We have to not think that we, we have to save Tyler and Joe, uh, Tyler and Josh. Um, you know, so it might be like a, like a cry for help or like try to get, trying to get their attention or it could just be like a glitch in the system, but still some, it's sort of indicating that, Oh yeah, everything's not right. And don't trust the song because it's not perfect. You know, 
Um, I mean, and it's just a little tiny glitch. I mean, you know, like it's just like a half a second of silence and then right back to the song. But it's still like it's still it's suspicious. You know what I mean? Uh, and also the other thing I loved was the interlude uh, with Tyler and Jenna, because Jenna, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jenna is Tyler's wife. And uh, he called uh, she called him on uh, one day when he was actually uh, when he was actually r- working on the song and, uh, and I just love it. Cause I love that Tyler, he, he loved it so much that he's like, you know what? I'm just going to put it in the song. And, uh, but it basically, it's just her calling him saying, Hey, you working on music? And he says, yeah. And she's like, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm tired. And then Tyler's like, Hey, but I want to watch, I want to watch friends with you. Um, and then she said, and then I really loved this. This was sweet. Uh, she, but she said, she responds with, oh, if you feel like you have time to do a song or you're inspired, you should just go for it. And I really love that because like, especially when you're in a relationship, it can be hard to like balance your, well, not just work and your relationship, but your passion. And maybe your passion is your work, like, or your work is your passion, you know, but it can be hard to balance what you love doing with, uh, you know, your passion with your, um, significant other, you know, and with your wife or girlfriend or whatever. Uh, or if you're a girl, you know, with your husband or boyfriend, you know? And so I just really, I really loved that. That was really sweet. And, uh, and I had never actually heard Jenna speak before. Like I've seen her, like, (laughs) cause she, I had seen her, uh, in the music videos for, uh, tearing my heart and level of concern, but I had never actually seen, I'd never actually heard her speak. So I'm like, it caught me off guard the first time I heard it. I'm like, is, wait, is that Jenna? But, but yeah, so another great song. Uh, up next we have, let's see, track six, Never Take It. And uh, this one is basically uh, kind of talking about like the, the media and uh, basically just, you know, how information has become commoditized, yeah, commoditized, and uh, information is the new currency, it grows in value, and, you know, there will always be the need to protect and manage it, and, um, and it all, and and it'll become increasingly mandated by governments and regulatory bodies, and this kind of might be a reference to DEMA, how, like, the, how they're only letting the people see what they want to see, you know, which is Tyler and Josh being happy and upbeat, singing, singing songs like the old days, you know, and, um, and, uh, yeah, and so it's just, it's basically talking about, oh, yeah, so, uh, they're trying hard to weaponize, and, uh, but we'll never take it, like, we'll fight back, um, they're asking for a second try, kind of like to, you know, like, hey, let, let's, uh, like, we, we know we screwed up, we know we're kind of invading your privacy and like and every, and all that um and we we know we're kind of being authoritarian but can we can we get a second try we won't screw up this time and it's kind of like rebelling against the system or in this case dema and it's like oh yeah no we're not we're not going to take it <laughs> or we're never going to take it and um and in the bridge i love that he uh he mentions that he taught himself to play the guitar and by the way this is another song where the the guitar is just on point. It's a really great, uh, solo and, and riff in there. It's just, it sounds really great. Um, 
yeah, so, uh, oh, and, and I love the song, or I love the line in the chorus, they profit from a great divide, like, uh, like the group that Tyler's talking about here, they profit off of people being divided, and, like, the repetition of weaponize and second try throughout the song, it, it almost kind of sounds like it's as if the line was referring to a war of sorts, uh, and, like, the war is, uh, you know, a, a war profiteer is any person or organization that makes like unreasonable profits from warfare or by selling weapons and other goods to parties at war. And this term's usually perceived very negatively. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a very catchy song as well. Uh, okay. So let's see, uh, track seven, we have, let's see, what's the next one? Track seven, we have Mulberry Street. Uh, this is a very groovy song as well, and it, um, it, it's, it's a very slow, it, it, there's a little bit more piano in the song, which I like, I always love when Tyler plays the piano, uh, it's, it's very 70s-esque, and it, uh, it's a very, it's, a uh, slower in terms of, um, the sound and the lyrics, but, uh, but it's very catchy as well, and, uh, I love the, um, the lines too, um, because, or I, lo- I love the message of the song too, because it's basically talking about, uh, basically like, um, well, basically it, he, the term Mulberry Street, he, it's a real place, but, uh, he's using it as a metaphor for feeling out of place, uh, or it's like a reminder that you're somewhere where you haven't been before. But, um, but he mentions that, uh, like many of the songs on Scaled and Icy are reminiscent of uh Billy Joel's like bright piano sound. And uh and Tyler's always uh and Tyler released this song kind of inspired by this. Uh or no no, I mean uh, jo- uh sorry, Billy Joel released a song uh inspired uh by this uh called Big Man on Mulberry Street. Or he was inspired by Mulberry Street itself, you know, uh, and he released it in 1986 and Tyler was kind of inspired by this too. And, uh, and, you know, and again, like I said, which is why there's piano on this, uh, as well, uh, because there was, uh, piano on that song as well. And, uh, but yeah, it's basically just talking about, um, not kind of being out of place or not, or feeling out of place and realizing that that's okay because you'll get to where you need to be eventually. Uh, but like, it's okay to not feel okay in a way. Um, and you know, like you'll, you'll eventually feel okay, you know? Um, and we'll, we'll get there, you know what I mean? And, um, but yeah, it's, (laughs) sorry, I guess I feel like I'm not, or I guess part of me is like, oh, I'm not talking enough about the songs. Uh, not that there's not enough to talk about. It's just, um, Maybe I feel like I'm repeating myself, but anyway, but no, the songs are all great, and this song's another great one, too. Uh, okay, coming up on the next four tracks we have, or the last four tracks, uh, track eight is Formidable, and basically, um, it's a letter, it's, uh, in a way, it's a letter from Tyler to his firstborn daughter that he had with Jenna, uh, Rosie, Rosie Robert Joseph. Uh, she was born on last February, February 9th, 2020. Shortly before, you know, the pandemic 
escalated. And, um, and this gave Tyler, uh, the opportunity to write pretty much all of, you know, uh, this album, all of Scaled and Icy at Home with them rather than away with them on tour or, or rather than away from being away from them on tour. Uh, and he, <laughs> and he recognizes his physical size compared to his one-year-old, uh, at the time of Formidable's release, or he recognizes he recognizes his physical size compared to Rosie's at the time of this song's release. Uh, while Rosie, he, she's not consciously thinking about her relationship with her father, you know, due to the fact that she's a, a baby. He's already deeply in love with her, and as evidenced by Jenna's frequent posting of them on her Instagram profile. Uh, and yeah, if you and 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 you can even see it in the music video for Shy Away too, where. Uh, at one point, um, Tyler has, cause he, he grew out his hair. He has really long hair in Shyway. He has his hair, uh, in a few different, uh, shots in the song. Uh, you can see Tyler walking around with his hair in these two little buns, these two little pigtail buns on top of his head. And it's just adorable. Cause, uh, it's like, oh yeah, that's like something, uh, your, your a little girl would wear. Like, like his, like his, like, and that's probably something that his daughter, Rosie, uh, wears too. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, but it's a very sweet song. It's very catchy. And I, and, and, you know, I actually thought it was about Jenna because the last two albums have had a song about Jenna, uh, blurry with blurry faces being tear in my heart and trenches song being, um, smithereens. But the fact that it was about Rosie because, uh, you know, she was, she's been around for him to have made a song for her by now, you know, uh, I thought that, that that was really sweet. Um, I mean, and he mentions Jenna in the song. I mean, like he's obviously it's his and Jenna's kid. So, um, or she is, Je- uh, their daughter. So I just, you know, but it's a really sweet dedication track to, <laughs> to his daughter, Rosie. And it sounds great too. Uh, okay. Track nine, we have bounce man. This one is really, I, I just really love the way this one flows and everything. And it kind of, when you listen to it, it kind of sounds like, um, basically the story is, uh, Ty- well, Tyler or like the character he's playing in this song is basically saying, Hey man, uh, you got in trouble with the law. Come to the house. You know, I'll, I'll let my wife know <laughs> and we'll, and we'll, we'll let you stay for like the night and then we'll, we'll get you going. We'll, we'll leave you. We'll, we'll let you, you'll, you'll be, you'll be in Mexico in no time, you know? Like, just tell us what happened, um, and, you know, and, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll get everything set up for you to leave, so that way, so that way the law will never, will never catch up to you, and, um, and that's pretty much the gist of it, but it, uh, but someone actually pointed out on Reddit that, and I like this too, is that the song might actually be talking, referring to Josh wanting to pursue his own career, or to pursue, uh, something either else, some, sorry, uh, it might be either Josh wanting to pursue something else, uh, musically, uh, like on his own or within the band. Um, and then Tyler was saying, oh yeah, if you need to, I mean, you can go out and do whatever you want to, you know, um, which I don't know. I mean, that's just one person's interpretation, but, but yeah, the song is, is talking about, you know, like, oh yeah, this, you're my friend you know, look, I'll just tell my wife what happened, 
or I'll just tell my wife you're coming over. Let us know what happened, and we'll make sure you you get out you get out before the law catches up with you. You know, and we don't really know what he did, but um, but you know, like we you know obviously criminals on the run from police like in America they usually just end up running to Mexico, um, especially if like you know like what the their crimes like whatever they did if they if it occurs in like southern states like Texas or Arizona like you know they're like right next to Mexico so <laughs> um but yeah so it's another great song it's very catchy um and just yeah i feel like i'm repeating myself but that's i mean that is what this album is it's very catchy and um and maybe maybe i just uh maybe i should wait until like some redditors like some people on reddit or youtube uh give their interpretation of the uh album uh and in each song in each song but from having listened to the album twice since it came since it came out earlier or since it came out at midnight uh last night you know uh or midnight this morning whatever you want to call it but uh after having listened to it twice since it came out uh this is like how I'm kind of interpreting the lyrics so but um but basically yeah so the last two songs in a way it's kind of like a whiplash like an emotional whiplash in terms of like how the rest of the album sounds because the last two songs sound very much in line with like again blurry face or trench um okay so no chances uh track 11 uh, no chances follows a very different theme from the other songs uh there there's a there's parts of the song where you hear a deeper voice and it's almost like there's several people singing we come for you no chances which a lot of people have theorized are the bishops speaking like oh yeah the bishops is you know it's like people thinking oh the bishops are coming for the banditos and tyler and josh because they've probably tried to escape again um and it's and it's also kind of like saying in a way it's like oh yeah so everything that you've heard for the past nine songs uh there was something that was wrong you know like there there were subtle hints that something wasn't right throughout the rest of the album but th- these last two songs you really do uh get a sense of oh yeah th- no that we're still in trouble we're st- you know dima we're still in dima and the ones of us who aren't are going to be captured by the bishops and our like i said our leaders tyler and joseph have been captured by dima and they are being forced to spew their beliefs and you know their propaganda in hopes of getting us to fall back in line but we're not going to do that you know and um but it's a very it's very and also and yeah this is where i was talking about uh tyler's another rap verse from tyler uh comes in and uh and it's a really you know solid uh verse it it, it really sounds great and um but yeah just the beat the the rap um the overall darker tone of the song uh indicates that yeah like i said the previous nine songs a total sham they were just fake happy or you know it was it was dark and depressing in disguise you know and it was like or it was something darker in disguise like yeah we are coming for you guys you have no chances of escaping <laughs> and um and yeah, and the, and the bit and the well, like I said, what people theorize to be the bishops singing in the background, the the deep voices saying "We're coming for you, no chances," you know, indicate. Oh yeah, so 
it's it's it, in a way it's like oh yeah you know how what how are they going to wrap this story up you know it just leaves you curious um but yeah so so the final song track 11 redecorate is uh basically uh well it's <laughs> it was basically um uh kind of it, it was it's it's a great it's again it sounds very much similar to no chances and it's a very great song to end the album off on especially considering that the first song was so upbeat and happy at least in theory and if you didn't look too deeply into the lyrics you know <laughs> like if you just listened to it without listening to it it's you know and it sounded uh sounded very uplifting but yeah so there is a reference to the city of Dima in the intro. You can hear like this very garbled, uh, re- like person speaking on the radio saying there was a wonderful structure to the city and it put my cares to rest. And obviously it's talking about the city of Dima. Um, and it, and it's also kind of referencing how, like I said, uh, and it's also kind of a nice reference to the rest of the album because like I said, the album up until these last two songs sounds happy and it's supposed to like not just put you but the banditos within the story you know it's supposed to put them it's supposed to lure you into a false sense of security and and a false sense of happiness you know with and and basically brainwashing you into thinking everything's okay you know um and and that's kind of like what they're saying like oh the 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 bishops want you to think there's a wonderful this city is wonderful and this is the way life should be should be, you know, with us being ruled by their iron fist. And, uh, and because everything sounds nice here, you know, it made me feel more at ease. It put my cares to rest in other words, but, uh, but that's it. And again, having, reading the lyrics right now and having listened to it a few times, that's how I'm interpreting that, uh, that, uh, spoken word intro. But anyway, so, so the song is basically was inspired by a friend of Tyler's who, uh, whose son ended up killing himself, and uh, which I just found out uh, earlier while uh, while reading the lyrics on Genius, and um, which is really sad. But it's funny because even before having known that, uh, when I was listening to it on my, it took me halfway through my second listen, and again, like I said, this was before I I even found that out that it was written about his friend's son's suicide, but. Uh, but it took me halfway through my second listen to realize, oh shit, this is about, well, it it starts off with a guy and then it's a, and then there's a girl and then it's another guy or it might be the same guy, but it's like a a couple people debating whether they should kill themselves or not and thinking, oh, well, I don't want to put my family through making these decisions. Like, well, should we keep his room the way, like, should, should we keep the room, his or her room, you know, whoever it is, you know, at, at, at any point in the song, it's like, should we just leave their room the way it was or should we redecorate, you know, like, should, should we keep it on display or, or redecorate, which is a line in the course. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's, it just, it's so, it sounds so good. And it's, it's probably, and again, I love all the songs on this album, but it's probably, this is probably one of my favorite songs, uh, by them, uh, because just because it sounds so, melodic and soothing but it's also really freaking depressing <laughs> when you listen to it and uh and again it's darker like just like no chances 
Uh, except this one w- it has more of a smidgen of sadness to it than No Chances did. But, but the, you know, it, these last two songs are setting up uh, a perfect... Uh, oh, in the bridge. Uh, uh, well, he uh, Tyler raps a few times on this song as well. Um, actually, yeah, every verse he raps. Yeah, he raps in every verse. The only th- only part where he doesn't rap is the uh, chorus. But uh, but his again his flow and raps his rap and his the flow and his rap sounds really great in this song. But um, but yeah, so these last two songs, uh, like like I said, completely like do a 180 from the happy-go-lucky upbeat sound of the previous nine songs and it um and it makes you and and you kind of sit there thinking what's gonna where are they gonna go from here you know and it and it makes me think that the the their next album it probably won't be their final album but I have a feeling whenever their next album drops whether it's which some people have speculated it it's going to drop later this year because they've been working on it for three years or this album. So they might have some more songs in store that'll be on, um, that'll be on their next album and it might release like sometime towards the end of the year, like November or December. But, but regardless of when it, uh, actually releases, um, the fact that, uh, these last two songs sound similar to Trench makes me really excited uh with you know how exactly this story is going to wrap up that they've that they've set up with Blurry Face really delved into with Trench and have continued with us uh, in with uh, Scaled and Icy. So I just can't wait to see what I mean this album was great and like I said uh I can't wait to see what their next album sounds like. Um and yeah, so to me uh yeah it it may be their shortest album both in terms of, both a number of songs and runtime and it may sound a little more poppy and upbeat than some of their other albums but it was a nice step in a different direction and uh while still continuing the lore and world building that they've set up that they set up in their previous two albums so um but yeah I for one love this album it's my second favorite album by them uh you know like i said followed shortly after uh trench trench is still my favorite by them um but yeah and and i just can't wait to see what they have in store for us next uh i can only hope that their next album will be just as good if not better than this and trench uh but i i know whatever they do i know whatever the next album sounds like um it'll be great and it'll most likely wrap up the story they've been telling these last three albums. So, uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening to, uh, tonight's episode. And, uh, and if you haven't yet, go listen to the album. Um, I promise you'll love it. Um, or I have a feeling you'll love it. And, um, with that, I guess I will see you guys next time, whenever that may be. So, um, yeah, you guys have a good weekend and take care.